Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gapology Radio. I am psyched for this week. We've got a special treat, a special guest that we're going to have on the show today. Uh, her name is Courtney and she is a regional sales director in the cosmetics industry. And more than that, she's a good friend of ours. Uh, she's a huge advocate of Gapology. I've known her for years, and I was talking to her the other day on the phone, and she was sharing some of her experiences, some of her wins, some of the challenges that she's faced. And I thought, you know, this would be awesome. Why don't we get her on the show, have her share some of these experiences with everybody so you can hear real testimony from the real world. So let's jump right in and give her a call and get her on the line. Hey, Brian. Hey, Courtney. How's it going? Going great. How are you? I am excellent. And uh, hey, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for jumping on the show. I know uh, everybody's going to be psyched to hear you and hear your story. Um, you know, this is the first time we've had a guest on the show, so um, we're just kind of testing this out. I think uh, this actually could be a cool feature that we do going forward. So so thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Just finishing up my office day, so I'm happy to jump on and talk about gapology with you so you know last week uh we were on the phone and we were talking about uh some some things you were doing around gapology um and it was it was exciting to hear the successes but also some of the struggles that you ran into with it because i think it's important that people know that you know in the real world you're going to run into obstacles. So yeah. I so I'd love to hear you know the obstacles that you ran into, how you overcame them, gaps that you discovered with them. You know if they were knowledge, importance, or action, the root solutions that you used, tools that you used, all those kinds of things. I think uh, it'd be really interesting for the audience to hear some of that. So um, yeah. so why don't you share some of the things that you discovered? Uh, yeah. So. Um I wanted to introduce my team um, to Gapology. I have about seven leaders that report directly to me and about 40 um, people that work for us uh, part-time. And um, I, you know, really wanted to introduce them to something from a leadership perspective that would help them grow as leaders, but also grow and, like, cultivate a culture you know, of growth and succession planning on my team. And so Gapology I was introduced to, I want to say probably in 2015, um, actually by you, and you, you sent me your book because we have a previous history working together. And mm-hmm. um, I had read it, and in my previous position, I had applied it there, um, but it wasn't something that I was necessarily applying on my day-to-day interactions with my leadership team and my current role as a regional sales director in cosmetics. And um, so I had had some time off having a baby, and I picked up this book, Gapology, and decided to reread it because I really wanted to um, think about what I had already achieved. So I had set a goal for myself of being the number one performing region in the company. And in 2018, I achieved that. So I was thinking about what did I want to achieve with my team um, of leaders for 2019. And what I really discovered was that I really wanted to work on their leadership development. So I really, we had been the number one performing region and, and we had great things that we were doing that allowed us to achieve that. 
But I, every time we executed something and we went back and reviewed it, I realized that there were so many things we could have done better. Um, and I felt confident in the talent that I had on my team. I felt like I had hired the right people. But there were still some things missing. There were some still some gaps that we're having. And if we had it become number one from a sales perspective, still having these gaps, that I felt there was so much more you know, we could achieve not just from a, you know, a sales standpoint, but from leaders with our team. So really circling back to Gapology, to identifying the gaps on my team to really then, um, you know, set our teams up for success and, and to be better leaders. So that's really interesting. So we've talked a lot on the on the show about identifying gaps. When you take a step back and you're dissecting your performance, um, I think it's always important to look at wins as well as opportunity areas. Your team being a winning team, how did you look at that? Um, what was your process for identifying those gaps? I think it's like it's really important that every with every success and every failure or area of opportunity that we have as a team is that we really talk about it collectively. And so we talk about our wins or we would talk about our struggles um, I realized that in the, in those discussions that there was some training gaps, that there was some communication gaps, um, that there was some accountability gaps. So even though we were winning, we were still having gaps in our team that were holding us back from even going further. Yeah, that's interesting. And it really just yeah. like that open discussion with your team. It's really, um, you know, creating an environment where we can come to the table and, and talk about our successes and, and, our, and our struggles together. Mm-hmm. It really sounds like you were really creating a teaching organization, involving your team and involving all of those smart brains that work with you, I think can really bring a lot more to the table than just trying to think about all that on your own. Yeah, well, I had, um, you know, a pre, uh, a mentor and a previous vice president of a company that once told me, you don't want a bunch of Courtney walking. <laughs> yeah. It's really important that you diversify <laughs> your team and you hire people with the opposite strength of you and so that you come together and you really create this diverse environment um, of successful people and then over, your overall achievement will be so much greater. So I really look at that, and then I have another trainer that I used to love um, learning from, and she would always say, if you're green, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotten. And so I try to really put that out there to my team when we're talking, is like there's always opportunity for growth. Like we never want to be ripe and rotten. And um, like where can we dissect our performances and learn how to do better? Yeah, absolutely. With Gapology, what were some of the uh – tools that you use as you were going through and trying to continue to improve your team's performance? Well, what we did was we had a conference for my region in January. And so we really, I brought the team together and it was a two-day meeting um, with all of my account executives and um, account coordinators. And we spent one day really diving into our 2018 performance. And then we spent the second day really growing as a leader. And so what I did on the second day was I really wanted to teach them gapology. So we had a PowerPoint, um, we had handouts, we had exercises that we did, um, all from the book. Everything is right here in the book. 
And um, we spent that day really going over and as leaders, um, learning Gapology together and, you know, dissecting the gaps on our individual teams and also the gaps that we had among us as leaders. We um, used the habit ladder, we used the commitment ladder, we, um, we did the game with the expectation index card game that was you know, pretty eye-opening. Yeah, that's one of our favorites for sure. So so what did you learn with that one? So I learned that I'm not the A-level leader. I really thought I was. <laughs> what? You know? So I, I went in and I was like, yes, my, I've been clear on my expectations with my team. They all know this. We talked about this. And as we did the index card and I handed it out and asked them to write down my three expectations, one is not a single one of them got it 100% right. So, um, you know, that was a learning opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then each person got at least one of my three expectations, but almost like a generalized idea of my expectation and not really the very, the specifics of my expectations. And so it really let me know is that there was some opportunity with like filters. So how I am explaining the context that I'm preventing my team, the bias they may have, the filters they hear, they were hearing the expectations I had differently and even in turn taking those and executing those expectations differently based on the filter and the way they heard it. So it really opened up, you know, the opportunity for me to be able to see on my my team, you know, that I had some important gaps there you know, from an expectation perspective, from a communication perspective, and also that I really needed to take it back to probably my teaching. And there was some, there was some knowledge gap there too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that communications funnel uh, diagram that we have in the book that we've talked about, um, that really demonstrates the filters that you talked about. It is amazing. People have uh, a filter based on their previous experiences, the way that they see the whole world and mm-hmm. the message that you deliver as a leader is, is very rarely the exact message that people um, hear and, and learn and remember unless you are super clear, super specific about what your expectations are. So how yeah. did, so w- what things did you do to help overcome the challenges well, with that? So once we had that meeting and I, and I left the meeting, you know, I even called you to tell you like how successful it was, how great I was, it was. I was so happy to deliver this to my team. Mm-hmm. They were so receptive. They were taking notes. They were engaging in dialogue. Like I left that feeling like, wow, this was an amazing presentation. I got through to my team. They're so excited and I can't wait to see them take what they learned and really put it into action with their team. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, for this year, every single month, I was committed to my, to developing, personally developing my team. And so each month we take one of our conference calls, we have a conference call every single week, and one of those conference calls in the month, we really take in to revisit Gapology and, and dive a little bit deeper into it. And so since I knew as a leader setting clear expectations was one of the most important things I could do for the month of February, the month following my meeting, my conference with my team, I set that call up for us to dive into expectations. And the very first question I asked was, who wants to share um, one of the expectations I have for you guys for our region? 
and not one person answered. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, nobody, nobody remembers. And so one of my girls who is really, you know, fully committed to our team and our region, the success of it, she said, well, I know I wrote it down in my notebook, but I haven't revisited my notes since the meeting. Wow. And so right then and there, I felt, oh, okay, we still have some important gaps. We still have some knowledge gaps. Something was missing in that presentation that did not connect with the team to have them go back and revisit these expectations. So I thought to myself, you know, we have visual learners, kinesthetic learners, auditory learners, and then we have to also tie in, like, the real importance of these expectations. And somewhere I missed it with each one of them. So as we went back to the notes, then they were like, oh, yeah, this, and you said this, and this is our other expectation. And what I realized was I had to find another way to connect with them. So the, um, what we did was we, in the month of um, April, we did an exercise with expectations by creating a picture frame. All of us have offices. We're spending time in our office each week. And I thought I, we needed to have a reminder. And so my, one of my account executives came up, you know, with the idea of, like, let's do it on a picture frame. Let's talk about this on a picture frame. So we bought the picture frame, um, put some pretty paper on the inside, got some markers, and on the inside of the picture frame, we wrote out the expectations um, for me, for my region. Um, and each one of our account executives and account coordinators and even our part-time artists wrote those expectations out on the picture frame. And then on the, on the outside of the frame, we wrote down the expectations that their individual leader had for them. And that was for them to take home, be able to put in their office, or put somewhere where they start their day, so that every day they look at it and they say, yes, these are the expectations that um, our leadership team for has for us, and these expectations are followed by these behaviors, and this is how I'm going to get the results that I'm looking for when I go into the store and how to create success with my team. That is awesome. I love that. You know, it's it's creative, but I think even more than that, I think the important thing that I, I was hearing as you were sharing that was the fact that you know your team and you know that it needs to be different. The delivery needs to be different. It can't just be the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, you know, having that creative way to, you know, with the picture frame, I, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, you know, like we were face-to-face -face and we covered it, you know, through an exercise and a presentation. And then we were on a Zoom call and we and we talked about it and we reviewed our notes. And mm -hmm. it's become something that every single week on our conference call, we talk about the expectations. And we, we talk about our results. So when, we, when I'm talking about our sales performance, then we talk about the behavior or the expectation that we put into play that helped us achieve those results. So it's something like we're constantly revis revisiting as a team. Even from a coaching perspective, if we are having a disconnect or a problem or something that we need to discuss with one of our team or with one of our accounts, we always take it back to, was this the expectation? Did I display all of the behaviors 
I needed that are expected of me in order to achieve this result. And so as leaders, we're, you know, we're, we're taking the ownership in our knowledge and our importance um, with ourselves and our, our team and our accounts to, you know, take that ownership in, in the action or the result that we're getting. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I'd like to just kind of wrap it up, Courtney. Um, first of all, this has just been fantastic. I, I definitely know we are going to continue to do these. I love this. Um, so what I'd like you to do is just kind of leave us with maybe one, two, maybe three things that you think our listeners should put into practice right away. What are some things that can change their lives immediately? I'm putting you on the spot on this one. Yeah, no. So I think the thing that can um, change your life immediately as a leader is definitely setting clear expectations and finding different ways to revisit it. When I set my expectations, I looked at them differently for I wanted to set expectations that were going to get us results, but that would resonate with my team. So being in cosmetics, I knew that um, a cosmetic sale is a connection. So when a or a client is buying cosmetic products is because they're emotionally connected to that product, whether it was an influencer or a review or a compliment or a suggestion from a friend. So when I created my expectations, I really took that into consideration that I needed an emotional tie-in to those expectations when I delivered them to my team so they were emotionally bought into those expectations. So I think creating... You want the result, but the creating the expectation and the behavior that goes along with it and delivering it to your team in a way that they will be emotionally connected to it, you think is so important. Um, the second thing I would say is that being a teacher, really think about like the content that you deliver to your team and the way that you deliver it and make sure that you're really making sure that they're aware of the what, the how, the why, and the when. Um, it's so important, I think most important for adults, is they really need to know the what and the how, but they need to know the why. Yeah. In order to get that buy-in to get the action, they have to really know the why. So make sure that when you are developing your talent, that you're really putting the why out there for them. Um, and it will really change how they perform if they understand the why behind it. So, And then my third thing would say is like really create culture. Um, with your team. So for my team, I try to create a culture of learning. So every day I want to be a better leader. I want to be more transparent and more empathetic um, and more connected to my team. So I'm trying to intentionally create that culture with my team. So I think you have to really think about the culture you want with your team and, and how you want them to, to feel. And for me, being a kind leader um, is the culture that I want to create. And that allows them, you know, to come to me and be able to open up, find all, find the gaps, and be able to close them and really create success. So culture, teaching, and setting clear expectations that emotionally connect to your team. Fantastic. Um, thank you so much for that. And I know I just totally put you on the spot for that. But uh, anyway, so, hey, thank you, Courtney. Uh, thank you again for joining us. I, I definitely would like to get you on the show again down the road. How does that sound? Yeah, I would, I would love to, to revisit it because, uh, you know, we're going to be diving into the habit ladder more. We're going to be diving into um, the commitment ladder, which I think is so important, is really 
you know, diving into the commitment of your team. Um, so I, w- I would love to come back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your progress. So, so thank you very much. We'll talk to you a little Thanks, later. Brian. Okay, take care. Okay, great. All Thanks. Right, bye. bye. All right, what an awesome episode. I cannot wait to get this thing edited and posted. I know that you guys are going to love this one. Uh, and I look forward to having her on again and having more special guests. I think that'll be fun. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. I will talk to you all later. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.